we thank you for being that type of God, Father God. When we look at how good you've been to us, we just want to say thank you. No matter the circumstance, the situation that we are going on, we are encountering right now, the perplexities and the vicissitudes of this life, we look back on how you brought us this far by faith, and our soul says, thank you. We thank you, Father God, because you keep increasing us when we ought to be decreased. We thank you for that. Father God, even though we get make the wrong decisions, Father God, and we reach out and call upon your holy name, Father God, you take what we messed up and make it for our good, and we thank you for that. Father, my soul is thankful right now because, Father God, you are you, you have poured your gifts into earthen vessels. You bless us with the gifts that you want us to reach someone else with in spite of we're not right. You look beyond our faults and you meet us at our need and we thank you. We thank you for your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding this morning. Father God, you increase us with knowledge, Father God. You increase us with a desire to know more about you. Even though you should turn your back on us, Father God, we don't know why you're so mindful of us, but we thank you for that. Father God, the devil wants to make us think that you have forgotten about us. He wants to make us think that you are upset with us. But Father God, you said just like you told us to forgive our neighbors and our, our friends 70 times 7, you told us, oh God, that you have taken our sins and thrown them as far as the east is to the west. You have taken our unrighteousness and thrown them into the sea of forgetfulness. And we thank you for that. That's why we can wake up in the morning and say that I'm going to try to walk a little better with you. I'm going to try to listen to you a little better. Father God, we ask right now, in the name of Jesus, that you strengthen us where we are weak and build us up where we're torn down. We don't come in because this is what we do on Sunday morning. We come in because our mind is stayed on you. And we know that we ought to give you a little bit of time in our life to say thank you. Thank you for blessing us each and every day. Father, right now, somebody needs you for one thing and somebody needs you for another thing. Heal somebody's body right now. Be the balm in Gilead that you said that you are right now in the mighty name of Jesus right now. Father God, heal their bodies for the sicknesses that they are well and the sicknesses that they don't know. Heal their bodies, oh Father God. Father God, someone's in the struggle of their life right now. And we are wrestling not against flesh and blood. We are aware of that. But against wickedness, spiritual wickedness in high places. So Father God, we plead the blood of your son Jesus against every foul and malignant spirit that's risen up against your people right now. Bless them, Lord Jesus. Bless them right now in their goings and in their comings out. Cover their homes, cover their families in the blood of Jesus right now. And Father God, Right now, someone needs a financial business. Someone just needs a way made out of no way. We ask right now, be Jehovah Jireh right now. A Lord that provides for us. Father God, I heard somebody tell me that, that on hills you got a thousand cattle. That in your house there are many mansions. And if it wasn't so, you would have told us so. So Father God, enlarge their territory right now. Increase them, Father God. Come against the spirit right now, Father God, of failure and, and, and poverty right now in your people. And allow the spirit of prosperity and success to be upon your people. Heal your bodies right now. Make a way. Do what you say you would do. Father, and if there's something that I forgot to say, if there's something I forgot to say, or someone I forgot to mention, 
allow your Holy Spirit to make intercession for us. The Holy Spirit, that comforter, that, that the paraclete you have given us, make an earnest prayer for us, because today he knows how to utter utterance that we don't know how to utter. We thank you, Father God. Give us a spirit of thankfulness right now in the midst of our mess. Those that have come, he, he has standing close to the altar, Father God. Work your work right now. Have your way right now, Father God. We don't know what it is, but have your way. Father God, don't let it rest. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it like you said you would. Fix it like you said you would. If you do these you know, simple things for us right now, we'll be so very careful. They give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. And all who love the Lord say amen. 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 God bless you. It's another day's journey, and I'm glad. So glad about it.
once again, we welcome you to our Sunday morning worship service. We are so happy you are here. We would like to remind everyone that today, Florida General Baptist Convention, Layman's uh, Ministry will, Auxiliary will be um, hosting a special gospel concert at Jordan Grove today at 4 p.m. Now they have many choirs and groups that's going to be participating and they're asking all of the churches of Seaboard and the various districts down in the southern area to please support this uh, event. Our own um, president of our ladies department, the Seaboard Baptist Association, uh, is the host, and they will be at Jordan Grove today at 4 o'clock. So if you're not busy and can't attend, we encourage you to go out and be a part. I know we're going to have a wonderful time in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, we will have our first mission study for the year 2024 this Thursday, um, the 18th at 7 o'clock. The Zoom link is on the back of your program, and we are inviting and encouraging you to uh, come on in with us. We have such a wonderful study, and this is our first study for this year, so we're inviting you to come out and enjoy um, through Zoom. Uh, our president has the current uh, mission books that she will distribute to you. You just let her know, and, and you will, uh, she will give you one, and we will meet you Thursday night via Zoom, 7 p.m. Our mission ministry will be going back to Pompano Beach, Florida next Sunday at 3 o'clock. They will be having their mission annual fellowship day. So we will be fellowshipping with them next Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Once again, ladies who are attending, we're asking you, uh, per our president, to wear white with our mission corsages. Amen. We want to pray for all of our sick and shut-in and also our bereaved. We are just so happy this morning to see Sister Gilbert and Brother Spencer and Mother Thomas back in the service today. And we are extremely, extremely excited that our youth directress, who's been away for six weeks with her brand-new grandbaby, is back in the service with us today, Sister Angela Brown. out last week and just been able to get back. We are so happy to see you back in the sanctuary this morning to each and every one of you. Let us continue to pray for all of our sick and shut in and just pray for the world at large. Uh, Sister Angela also have uh, the balance of our um, uh, church calendars for 2024 and if you have not received yours, please see Sister Angela. She does have them available and we are, um, will be distributing your contributions for the year 2023 for tax purposes, hopefully by next Sunday. So um, we will have those available for you as well. Well, we got some good news for you today. So in your program, you will see, here's good news, amen. The good news is God is our source of strength. Call out to him in your moments of weakness and let his power carry you through life's difficult moments. To God be the glory is back into the hands of our pastor. Thank you so much, Sophia, for 
Sister Morrison, for reading the announcement so eloquently to our here. I'm so glad to see everyone in the sanctuary this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. God is still keeping us. He's kept us from Sunday to Sunday once again, right? Yes. Yes. And we ought to be thankful for that. Because oh, yes. he didn't have to do it. There's so much going on out there. Amen. And if we, didn't, if we weren't involved, we ought to just be thankful. Amen. We ought to be thankful. Let's remember our second church. We got Sister Jenkins as our sit. Make sure y'all keep her in prayer. We got the furloughs that are sick. Make sure you definitely keep them in prayer. Amen? Amen. We're going to see, um, see people and they have informed pastor, which they didn't want us to supposed to do. I know, and I tell you, you keep them in prayer. Because you they, otherwise they would be here, right? Amen. Otherwise they would be here. Keep all people, all those individuals that we don't see on a regular basis, keep them in prayer. And especially, y'all know how to work, right? We're growing up enough in, in God. If someone, God puts someone on your mind, you ought to start praying for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm right about this this morning. Right? Yes. Because right. you never know. You never know. You never know. And they might not, they might share it with you the next time you see, you know what? Such and such happened to me. And you say, you know what? That's why you came on my mind. God tried we be learning to get sensitive as we walk with God and learn God. He'll do things like that to us. And we ought to do that for a reason. Amen? I know I'm like Job. I cover my family in prayer. You know what I'm saying? That's right. We all should be doing that. I mean, prayer, prayer still works. Yes, it does. Prayer still works. As pastor, I'm going to tell you, you see, you know, it's like I'm a little massive this morning. Okay, because the reason I'm telling you that is because we, when the media don't say certain things, we don't focus on it. And I know too many people, you know, says Anna, she works in the hospital. And you, things go on, they don't really say it. When they don't say it, in their mind, they try to act like it's gone. Mm -hmm. We still got to remember COVID. Amen. We put those masks out there for you. Make sure, okay, that you utilize that mask. And practice your social distancing. The ones, what we like to do, we don't care what kind of COVID we got, what we do in church. Hug and we kissing each other. <laughs> we don't care. But we ought to start caring. Okay. Yes. Be careful. It's not that I don't like kissing them. Y'all kissing me. All oh, y'all kiss me. I love y'all, but I'm trying to stay well, too. <laughs> so y'all don't kiss me because the only person who's going to get away with kissing me, and I can't say no to her, is Mother Thomas because I get beat up. So if I get sick, y'all know who Mother Thomas for. <laughs> She said, come here. Come here, Pastor. That's what she that's how she talked to me. I said, so for do that. Okay, so what I'm in a serious way, you know, take care of yourselves. Okay? You put the mask on there, don't hurt. Okay? Yes. Protect, protect yourself from us. Yes. Okay? We've been doing we did pretty good here. We've been went through this whole thing pretty good here in New Jerusalem. I want to see them to that. We have individuals with medical situations in here. Yes. Right? Yes. Our membership is an elderly senior membership. Mm -hmm. So that means more, right? Yes. And all of us here got at least a lot of us over 40, 45, <laughs> 60. <laughs> Since Mars and I were 40, I'm not talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a series, I'm being serious about it, okay? Take care of yourself. Don't take it for granted out there. Everybody's so lax, and, but, but it's happening out there. Yeah, and you talk to this, and she'll tell you, in the hospital, they got whole departments they have shut down because they're not enough employees to work here. Mm -hmm. Those employees have gotten sick. Yeah. They ain't reporting that. Mm 
because they want you to act like you're not happy. What is there? Yeah. Make sure you get your vaccines. Whatever you got to do, stay safe. I'm encouraging them. It started with me. I want you to say, you know that I said that to you, okay? Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. Now, <clears throat> we, have, we have done that. We've said all the things. Make sure we're going to be in direction. Continue to stay prayerful. Stay prayerful for the church, okay? And God do it again. You guys have been very faithful. Very faithful. God's going to bless your faithfulness, okay? Amen. He, he will. He will. Yes, he's, working yes. all, he's working all things together for for our good. Amen? Amen. 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 Okay, I've said everything. I don't think I've missed anybody. I don't see any visits in there. It's all family, so we're good to go. We're good to go. And don't forget, I look up and I look, I see it's just Lambert right there. Don't forget my friend, Brother Lambert. Keep him in prayer, please. Amen. 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 I'm going to say his name, but he's always on my mind. We, we go way back. Amen. Okay, so but keep him in prayer, okay? Amen. Amen. It's offering time. Praise the Lord. Bible says, bring all the tithes from the storehouse and been meat in my house. Yes. He said, Who would not children? God said, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out the blessing. So God said he'll do that for you. He also said he will rebuke the devour for our sins. We can't be God given. And this only pertains to our, our money when we get something going to spend money back from God. But God will bless us in our other lives, in our other areas of our life. Correct? Yes. He said he will work things out together for our good. While we're doing that, so we need to continue to be faithful in doing that. Jerusalem is a faithful church when it comes to giving. God, your blessing is kind. It's all about obedience. Okay? Yes, yes. So let's bless this offering in advance. Then we're about to give. Okay. Well, Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to give back to that which you have given to us. You've been better to us, we've been to ourselves. We just ask, so Father God, that you continue to make a way out of nowhere. Everyone doesn't have it in there. They're not in the position they feel and they know they need to be in. But Father God, we're going to try to be obedient to you and call those things that are not as if they are. So we ask, Father God, that you bless your people right now. Whatever they're about to give to you, Father God, we ask you to turn it back to them sevenfold. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. Father, we ask this offering be used for the betterment and ability of your kingdom. And when given days over down here, sail us a place anywhere in your kingdom will be just all right with us. All over the Lord say amen. 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 Church stand from the back, please. Come from the back, stand up, come from the back. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine.
one, I wanted to remind you of those who sing in the choir and music will be on Saturday at 5. Amen? Amen. Make sure you be here at 5. Now, in case I forget to call you during the week and remind you about that. But just be all the, uh, those who want to sing. Sister Flora Owens back, them calling you out. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> I know you're hitting your head down, but I got you. Praise the Lord. Amen. You'll we'll be here at 5 o'clock with bells on. Amen. Amen. If I remember the other thing, I'll let you know. Okay? All right. Let us pray. <clears throat> oh Lord our God, we count it a blessing once again to be alive and to be able to come out to the house of worship. We thank you for the supreme sacrifice that you made that the church might be established through the spilling of your own blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you now call us children of God. And you are the head of the church. And we acknowledge and thankful that you have made us members of the church. Children of the church. Thank you that we know through your revelation that we gain all of our strength, our substance, our power from you. Forgive us for all of our transgressions. Thank you for the shepherd that you have placed here that is about to come and impart unto us your word. Touch each heart. Make us receptive to your word. Continue to anoint the man of God that he might proclaim your word with power and persuasiveness that we might grow in you that we might be truly witnesses in this world and in this church. Keep us, guide us, lead us to that way of understanding. Give us health by imparting holiness and cleanliness of our souls, body, and mind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Without God, I can do nothing. Yes, 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 yes. Without God, I would fail. Yes, yes. Without God, our life would be rugged. Mm -hmm. Like a ship without a sail. Yes, Lord. Wow. Praise Him. Well done. Well done, God. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Genesis. Book of Beginnings. Book of Genesis, chapter 19. Let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter 19. Got a few verses here uh, to read. So you stand and you get tired, and I know some of you do. And uh, God understands, you get tired. So I got Genesis, chapter 19, verses 12 through 29. Genesis, chapter 19, verses 12 through 29. And I did not got a companion scripture I want to read, but I want to pull my topic from and that's Luke chapter 17, verse 32. So you got Genesis chapter 19, verses 12 through 29. And then Luke chapter 17, verse 32. I'm beginning Genesis chapter 19, commencing at verse 12. Then the man said to Lot, by the way, I'll be reading from the new King James Version this morning. Then the man said to Lot, have you anyone else here? Son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city, take them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the outcry against them has gone great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who had married his daughters and said, get up, get out of this place for the Lord will destroy this city. But to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be joking. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry saying, arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, Lot lingered, the men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful to them. And they brought him out and sent him outside the city. So it came to pass, when he had brought them outside, that he said, Escape for your life. Do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. Then Lot said to them, Please know, my lords, indeed now, your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have increased your mercy, which you have shown me by saving my life. But I cannot escape to the mountains, lest some evil overtake me, and I die. See now, this city is near enough to flee to, and let it, 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 let it is a little one. This city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. And please let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said to him, See, I have favored concerning this thing also, you, this thing also, and that I will not overthrow this city for which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there. For I cannot do anything, this is the angel talking, 
for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore the name of the city was called Zor. The sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Zor. Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities, all the plain, all the inhabitants of the city, and whatever grew on the ground. But his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord, and he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and, to, and toward the land of the plain. And he saw and behold the smoke of the land, which went up like the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt. Luke chapter 17 and 32. Luke chapter 17 and 32. That's Jesus. This is Jesus speaking now. <clears throat> and plainly says, Remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. I want to put a tag on this text. I should take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Remember Lot's wife. <clears throat> Remember Lot's wife. My brothers and sisters, we have just read Genesis chapter 19, verses 12 to 29, and Luke chapter 17, verse 32. Not coincidentally, but providentially. Which speaks tellingly of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah because of their great wickedness. Homosexual men prowling the streets looking for other men. That sin is so base, so abhorrent, so pervasive that God, God calls in his words an abomination. The word abomination means a fierce, hot <coughs> hatred. Y'all with me? God hates it. But God just does not just hate homosexuality. God hates all sin. Mm -hmm. Every sin in God's eye is abhorrent, wicked, and evil. Because sin in its essence is open rebellion. Sin is telling God the creator, I know what you have done. I know what you have created. I know what you have designed. But I'm going to do it my way. That is sin in its essence. Judgment, judgment now, is God taking his hands off your life and telling you, have it your way. Well, like orange is the new black, Sister Thomas, gay is the new straight. It's nothing wrong with me. I was born that way. You can't judge me. You can't put any Bible verses on me. God made me that way. Well, I was born in sin. I was shaped in iniquity. That is why I had to be born again. If God made you that way, you say, then you can be made over in the image of Christ Jesus. 
but God would not make anybody to intentionally destroy them. Romans chapter 10 verses 2 and 3 says, I bear them record. They have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For that reason, God gave them over to vile affections for the unnatural use of their bodies, one with another. Man is unnatural in a romantic relationship with another man. A woman is unnatural in a romantic relationship with another woman. That is against God's design. I didn't pick this message. God did. I don't care how many is in the culture, in your family. They are in my family as well. And I am hoping they are watching me on this worldwide web transmission. If you're not in a relationship, any relationship, not ordained by God, that relationship is damned. God sets the limit to human wickedness. Beyond which judgment is inevitable, unsuspected, and final. The city of Sodom is named six times in the Old Testament and four times in the New Testament. The name is synonymous with sexual perversion. It stands in the Bible as the outstanding example of an overthrow without remedy. More than any other catastrophe, catastrophe in history on the world, the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah is held up to us as the supreme example of a coming judgment. The unholy morality or immorality of this place was prevalent, polluted, persistent, pugnacious, and worst of all, punishable. Lot and his family have settled down in a town that's about to go up in smoke. These angelic visitors, when they come in chapter 18 to visit Abraham, follow me, Abraham is seated in the door of his tent. In chapter 19, when they come to visit Lot, Lot is seated at the gate of the city. When they come to visit Abraham, Abraham is in a tent. He feeds them a meal in his tent. Lot feeds them a meal in his house. That's the first time in scripture that the word house is mentioned. Because prior to the Lot, everybody lived in a tent. Because they were temporary in their dwelling. But Lot settles down in Sodom and Gomorrah, builds a house. Abraham is a pilgrim in a foreign land. Lot is a citizen. Brothers and sisters, whenever this world becomes your home, whenever the attraction of this world gets you so settled that you put your roots in what is about to go up in smoke, you are not a pilgrim. You're a citizen. Preach, Reverend. Hear the story. Hear the story. God in Genesis chapter 18 and 19, God himself, Dr. Jenkins, God himself comes down to Sodom and Gomorrah mm -hmm. to see whether or not <coughs> the wickedness of that city is as wicked as it is claimed. Now, God doesn't have to come down from heaven to see anything. But it's an exaggeration by the text writer to make us understand how grotesque, 
How abominable that sin had become. The streets are filled with sexual perversion. Men having unnatural affection for men. The stench reaches the nostril of God. And I do not mean or want to be insensitive here. Because usually when we talk about the sin of homosexuality, we want to put it up here. And yet don't talk about the sin we do. Y'all with me? But all unrighteousness is a sin. You can go to hell for being a homosexual. Just like you can go to hell for being a liar. You can go to hell for being a homosexual. Just like you can go to hell for promiscuity, adultery, bestiality, incest. There's a list of sins Paul mentions in the book of Romans that can cause you to miss the kingdom of God. But here is the emphasis. Y'all with me? Yes. Here is the emphasis. It is an open rebellion. They are openly rebellious. Because what they're rebelling against is God's sovereign design. He made them male and female. In the book of Genesis say? Yeah. I'm in the book. In his image and in his likeness. And everything God made that is good, Deacon Cook, is made to reproduce itself. And a male and a male cannot reproduce themselves because they don't fit. Amen. A woman and a woman cannot reproduce themselves because they don't fit. Amen. God made a man for a woman. God made a woman for a man. <coughs> Watch me now. And if God made anything better than a woman, he must have kept it for himself. <laughs> Praise God. I know some real men are saying hallelujah to that. Yeah. Open rebellion against God's design. Here's how open rebellion works. The creature says to the creator, I know what your design is. I know what your will is. But I'm going to walk my own way. Mm. Yeah. That is sin in its essence. But judgment, but judgment is God taking his hands off you and saying, go right ahead. Go ahead, do it your way. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verses 26 and 28 says, God gave him up to vile affections, to unnatural, unnatural use of their bodies. Men with men, this is right up the text. Women with women, which is unnatural, and they continued in it. So God turned them over to a reprobated mind. And a reprobate mind means if you try to come back, you can't come back because God has closed the door. What I'm saying, I'm saying you can't get forgiven for it, is that you're so deep in it, you can't find your way out. Brothers and sisters, Prometheus, the Greek god, the Greek god who gave fire to humans, that was punished by Zeus in Greek mythology. Prometheus says, whom God will destroy, whom the gods will destroy, they first have to make man. Y'all follow me? Not so with the god we serve. The god we serve, you know what he does before he destroys you? He makes you blind. These angels, follow me, came to Lot's house 
to warn him against impending judgment. And the homosexual men in the city who saw these fresh men come to Lot's house, reading the scriptures here, come to Lot's house knocking on the door. Send these men out here. And Lot, who is now so comfortable in Sodom, comes out the house and says to these homosexuals, brethren, don't do that. He calls them brethren. Because he does not live in a tent. He lives in a house. And living in a house has made him comfortable with the neighborhood. And being comfortable in the neighborhood has made him comfortable with their lifestyles. And whenever you get comfortable with a lifestyle that somebody else has, it no longer looks like sin to you. Brethren, he says to them, don't you do that. Leave these men alone. These are angels they ask him. Look at what he does, which is just as worse than he offered. He says, I have some virgin daughters. Never known a man. Amen. You can have my virgin daughters. These sick, wicked men say, we don't want no daughters. Send these men out here. I'm not making this up. It's right here in the text, y'all. And the scripture says that when they, when they, when they almost had, they had a ride outside and they wanted these men to come out, guess what happened? That angels pulled Lot back into the house, shut the door, and struck all the men outside with blindness. Yes, yes. And I tell you, God makes you blind for this story. And in their blindness, they were still reaching for the door. Trying to get their hands on those men. The very thing that made them blind in the first place, they continued in it because sin never knows when to quit. Evil never knows when to give up. These men are struck blind and they still are grasping for the door. Brothers and sisters, hear me. It is a dangerous thing to transgress with arrogance. The laws of God. God was first, before he destroys you, he has to harden your heart like he did Pharaoh. And the scripture says in the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 9 through 12, God will send in the last days strong delusion so that men will believe <coughs> the lie. Now, when you read that text, <coughs> excuse me, I'm what I'm going to explain is this. God don't trick nobody. What he is going to do is, you. this is not talking about Sister Thomas and Sister Amy over there, they know what the word of God is doing, and they, they follow in that. Ain't no, ain't no delusion coming on them. But these are people, ready people in the lifestyle, a wrong lifestyle, or people in sin. You are subject to the delusion. Y'all got that? You can be worse. No one can't tell you right. They can, you, we can be having a color blue in your face, and you're going to swear the color's black. Because you ain't trying to hear what we say. I'm going to do I'm my own. I'm righteousness of mine. I'm doing my way. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, if the Bible is true, and I believe it is, if the Bible is true, it's true if nobody believes it. And if the Bible is a lie, it's a lie if everybody believes it. The truth of the word of God 
does not rise or fall on whether or not you believe it. It's just the word of God, whether you believe it or not. But to transgress against the law is to transgress at your own peril. Y'all with me? But we as Christians, we as Christians, we miss a whole lot of signs that God puts up for us. Signs like dangerous intersection. Signs like stop. Signs like caution. Signs like travel at your own risk. The bridge is out, but you keep driving, but you've been warned. Brothers and sisters, in the text, in the text, there's the worthlessness of Lot's witness. The worthlessness of his witness. You cannot keep in living in the world's ideology and lifestyle without becoming tainted by it. Because Lot has become tainted by the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. He goes to warn his family. I'm writing a book, y'all. He goes to warn his family not to drink chicken, and they think he's joking. That's a word right here. They don't even believe him now. He must be joking. You can live so raggedy that you're going to try to tell people about coming to church. And they said, you're kidding me, right? Are you serious right now? We just left the club. And you're talking to me about going to church? We just been smoking dope all night. And now you're talking about the Lord? Oh, oh, you got to go to Usher? You got to go sing in the choir? Are you serious right now? Oh, yeah, I got to go hear Pastor Clark preach. I know we've been out all night long. What time... Is we got what time? We got enough time still to get and go home, take a shower, and get to church. You can be so schooled in what is worldly that even when you try to witness, your witness is worthless. All right, brothers and sisters. Not only did Lot have a worthless witness, he had a weak will because when the angel told him to get out of this place. He was reluctant. So reluctant, read it in the text, so reluctant that the angel had to grab him and the family by their hand. We want to hold on to something so much that God has to take us by the hand sometime and say, you want to be saved. I'm going to grab you and snatch you like brand out of a burning fire. But we want to go back to see if we left the fire under the pot. God get us out. We ain't finished. We just got to go back and look. It's a kind of metaphor for we want to go back and check our bank account. We want to go back and check to see if we still important on that job that they let us go. They shouldn't have let us go on. We want to make sure that we have dotted all the I's and, and crossed all our T's because we are meticulous in everything that we do. And we make sure that everything is in the proper place. And I would be saved. Yeah, I would be saved, but, but I got to go to work. I can't go to church. I, I would do some stuff in church that God wants me to do, but I'm too busy. Listen to me, saints. Listen, beloved. The devil is not concerned about you being busy. The concern is 
What are you busy being? What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? He was reluctant to start. Then once he got started, he developed, developed a mind to stay. The angel said, get out of this place because I can't destroy it until you are out. I can't do what God sent me to do until you are out of it. That's why we need to witness and evangelize. Because God was going to destroy this place. But he can't do it until we, as God's people, get everybody out of it that God wants to get out of it. I said that God wants to get out of it. We are holding up judgment because we are not witnessing. Don't let your witness be a joke. People will come to church, but you there. They will get in Sunday school class, but you there. But you there. They never come in the choir, but you there. They would get in church, but you are there. And your witness is a joke. So when you're trying to be serious, they don't take you seriously. No. I want people to take my ministry, Dr. Jenkins, seriously. I would love to do what I want to do. But I can't do it because the calling on my life is waiting on me so much. Every, every decision I make, I'm, a think, I'm thinking, what else? It's enough stuff going on out there. I don't want to be the reason why. No, I wouldn't. So guess what? I would take my raggedy stuff at home and stay here out of circulation, Sister Ophelia. Because you ain't had no room about me and New Jerusalem. You don't want to come to church because you don't want to come to church. And because Pastor Clark made you not come to church. I take it seriously. I take my ministry, I take my preaching seriously, I take my prayer life seriously, I take my devotional time seriously, I take preaching at church seriously. Don't consider myself to be the smartest man in the world, but I am righteous, I'm trying to do right. I am a born biblical scholar, that's my calling. I'm foolish when it comes to a whole lot of stuff. When it comes to the Bible, when it comes to preaching, and when it comes to church, and when it comes to the word of God, all the foolishness has to stop. Because souls and lives are in danger. Look above, because Jesus completely saves. He will save you with his love out of the angry. If, angry. if people will be rescued, serious people have to throw up the lifeline. Serious people. The angel grabbed him by the hand and dragged them, literally dragged them out of Sodom and Gomorrah. But Miss Lot turned around. <sighs> and look back. My brother and sister, listen to me. Listen, listen. When God got ready to send down fire and brimstone, listen to this. Hell from heaven. Hell came down from heaven. Let that marinate in your spirit. Sulfur, fire, brimstone, rain from heaven to destroy an entire population. Because of the outward, open rebellion of sin, of homosexuality and sin, homosexuality and sin. If God does not judge America, mm -hmm. 
If God does not judge America, Donna Jenkins, he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. He destroyed an entire city, not just because of the sin of homosexuality. That was just a part of it. Homosexuality is not the whole issue. Take that off the table, Donna. You be stuck on that. The issue is open rebellion. I explained it to you what open rebellion is, right? God did the best. When fire and brimstone will help rain from heaven, Miss Lot just had to take one more look. She had to see. The angel said, go and don't look back. She just had to look back, brothers and sisters. I want, I want to get this over to you. Her looking back, the word in the text for looking back was not just turning and looking over her shoulder. The word in the text means a steadfast Look, an urge, wishful, longing, and lingering look. Y'all with me? Yes. Mm -hmm. She disobeyed and looked back and was turned into a monument of a divided heart. When she looked back, she became a, the monument, a monument of a divided heart. She became a pillar of salt. The erosion of time and weather have obliterated that mournful statue. But the Lord Jesus has embalmed her life in the pages of the New Testament. And he tells us to remember Lot's wife. My brothers and sisters, the Bible never tells us to remember Abraham, the father of the faithful. The Bible never tells us to remember Isaac, the promised seed of the father of faith. The Bible never tells us to remember Jacob. We are commanded, never commanded to remember Ruth or Rahab. The Bible never tells us to remember Dr. Jenny, David, or Joshua. We are not even remember, reminded to remember Isaiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Zephaniah, and Zechariah. We are not called to remember anybody. John the Baptist, nobody. In scripture, we are commanded to remember Lot's wife. All right. If Jesus would have told us to remember anybody, if Jesus would have told us to remember anybody, it would have been his own mother. Or, or could it have been Mary Magdalene? Or Lydia or Priscilla? No. Remember Lot's wife. The person Jesus says to remember is Lot's wife. Why, of all the matriarchs and patriarchs, Deacon Cook, why would Jesus himself tell us to remember Lot's wife? I'm glad y'all asked the question. All right. <laughs> he wants us to remember Lot's wife. Brothers and sisters, because she had a problem with her faith. And the problem with her faith was disbelief. She lived with Abraham. Listen, church. She was raised around people who knew God. Her husband knew God because of his relationship with Abraham. You can be raised in the house with a Christian and never trust God for yourself. You can be married to a Christian and never know God for yourself. Because if your wife or your husband is a Christian, you're not God's son-in-law or daughter-in-law. If your dad is a Christian, you're not God's grandchild. All right, yes. You need to have your own relationship. You need to have a personal
a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because it is very possible to be in the house and be lost. When you read that story in Luke chapter 15 about the boy who left home, we always put a lot of emphasis on the prodigal who left home. But the boy who stayed home was just as lost as him. Y'all yes. yes. wow. heard me? Uh -huh. You can be in the house and never know Jesus. You can go to church every Sunday, put your name on the church roll, put on a choir roll, preach the gospel, and never know Jesus Christ. Jesus wants us to remember her because she had a problem with her faith. The second thing I, I, work, I worked all night on this, y'all. Y'all help me. Help me, Holy Ghost. Somebody will have to shout on this, Dr. Jenkins. I worked on this, Dr. Jenkins. Your son worked on this all night. She had not only a problem with her faith, but she had a problem with her face. Her faith, but her face, Mother Thomas. Faith spelled disbelief. But her face spelled disobedience. Because when she looked back, she had to turn and face another direction. Listen to me. Whenever your face is fit, wherever your face is fixed, that's where your feet is too. Am I right about it? Yes. Wherever your face is fixed, that's where your feet fall. She turned and looked back because she couldn't give up the life that she led in Sodom. There's some people out the sound of my voice this morning. You are half in and half out. You come to church, but you don't let that get in your way of your pleasure. You belong to church, but you don't let that get in the way if you got something to do. You come to church, but you're not... And real affiliation, your real affiliation is not with the church. Your real affiliation is with your sorority or your lodge. It's your fraternity that you you you, you got affiliation to. Your real your real affiliation is with your job and your income. It's your house. It's your stuff. You come to church, but it's just to add church to your resume. <laughs> you want to make sure somewhere they have somewhere to bury someone to bury you when you die. Nowadays, it's watching at home live. Yeah, you go to church live on Facebook. Between being interrupted by everything else that's going on in the house, you churching. It's not your first love. Your first love is your complexion, your hair, your nails, your car, your shopping, and your pretty stuff, and your worldly associations. They can't party unless you get there. <laughs> Ain't no party unless you show up. Uh -huh. It's not going to be fun at lunch unless you show up. Many people are ready to stop missing the church right now and leave church right now. Guess why? Because the playoffs are on this Sunday. Right. <laughs> so your body is here with me. And your mind is on the other side of town. <laughs> Says, bro, you gotta be at a certain age to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> your body's here to me, but your mind is on the other side of the child. And you're messing me around. <laughs> <laughs> 
Trying to love too? Showing easy to do. Yeah, I know some sinners that help me. No man can serve two masters. He will love one and hate the other. Cling to one and despise the other. But then thirdly, then thirdly, she has a problem with her focus. Her faith, her faith, and her focus. Her faith caused the problem of disobedience. But her focus caused the problem of deception. She had a profession of faith. But she didn't know the God that she professed. People in church have a profession of faith, but they've never been born again. Just watch their actions. Yeah, my brothers and sisters, sin, like hypertension, is a silent killer. Sometimes the first time that sin has killed is death itself, just like hypertension. You get a stroke and all go, you're gone. And before you know it, you have been overcome of what you thought you could overcome. Mm. But God, but God, all the stuff I said would be bad news if there was not a but God. I would weep like a baby if all I just got through saying was all there was to it. But God. The text says, Dr. Jenkins, but God remembered Abraham. Here's the shout. God is full of mercy. God is full of grace because the angel said, the reason I got to get you all out of here because I can't destroy it unless you go. And I'm going to tell you you the only reason, Lord, you and your family is the only reason this city is not destroyed yet. I'm going to take you out of here because God is not going to destroy the city until you are gone. Watch me now. Stay with me. God did not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of Lot. He destroyed it after he brought Lot out. Because of Abraham's faith. Had nothing to do with Lot. Remember how he acted? He could have got himself left there. But because of Abraham's, y'all ain't hearing me. Yes, yes. The reason Lot was saved through the vicarious faith of his uncle Abraham. The reason you and I are saved this morning because of the vicarious death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There's not one righteous. But wait, there is one. One is enough to save. I said one is enough to save. Y'all hear me? Yes, yes. But it has to be the right one. Yes. And the right one was born in Bethlehem. Right. Raised in Nazareth. Yes, yes. Baptized in the Jordan. Yes. Performed miracles in a desert place. Yes. Wept over Jerusalem, y'all. Yes. Prayed in Gethsemane, crucified on Friday, and rose up on Sunday morning, and now he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. 
his name is Jesus. Yes. Jesus can save us from whatever our circumstance and situation is. Whatever we're going through, under what lifestyle you got, Jesus can snatch you up out of that. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank God for his grace and his mercy. Yes. Can I get a witness in here? When that word came to me, I said, Lord, do I have to preach it? Because they all will quit church. And if they haven't joined, they ain't coming back. But I am too scared. I'm not sure what God asked me to do, Dr. Right, right. Because I want you to be informed. I'm not saying it all pertains to you, but it do all pertain to you. Don't mean you in a lifestyle, but guess what? What is sin? Sin is open rebellion against God. Whatever we're doing. Yes. Y'all with me? Amen. We don't want to be a part of that. The Bible says the, the sin of rebellion is at, as the practice of witchcraft. Yes. We don't want to be a part of it. Amen. Remember, Lot's wife, stand your feet. Amen. Jesus. And I'll open the doors of the church. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Let's start right through the Lord's person said, on the sound of our voice in the sanctuary. Where we are, the Lord said, Come to me just as you are. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Is there one? Maybe the Lord, you do know the Lord is your Savior, but you have turned against what he's asking you to do. Jesus told me to tell you. Yeah, you forgot about him, but he has not forgotten about you. He said, you got to get your life back to me. He said, I'm married to the backslide. It's your one. You're looking for church home, wherever you may You can join with these people. This is the place when word of God is powerful and our worship is passionate. Come now. Now is the second time. Come. Because you say to yourself, if he blessed me when that happened, oh, yes. 
Hey, what you say? What a mighty God we say. Wow. Yes. We thank God. Hope someone said that will help you on your walk today. Amen? Amen. Praise his name. Amen. Amen. If our hearts and minds are ready, we're ready to go, right? Amen. Okay, we stand up and we'll go. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say Christ and the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and bear with us both now and forevermore. And let the church say, Amen. Amen.